This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Thursday's episode. Let me double check. Yes, it is the right microphone. Hallelujah. Look at us. We are technologically advanced. Um, I'm in a mood. I should be getting my period any day. I thought I was going to get it in LA just based on how long my cycles have been previously. But yesterday I started spotting. So I'm recording this on Saturday. I leave Tuesday morning. So I'm praying to the period gods that I get my period either tomorrow or Monday. So at least the first day is not when I'm in LA recording podcasts, bleeding my own blood. So that's my hope um, for the future. Um, I know my voice sounds weird, right? I don't know why. Ever since I had that sinus infection, I'm still kind of like my throat is all weird. It's like I constantly have to clear my throat. And another thing, usually when I lay in bed to read my Kindle, I lay on the same side. And this is the left side is the side, the sinus side that is a little bit messed up. And like, this is too much information, but like, it like drains my sinus when I lay on the right side of my face. And that's how I lay to read my Kindle every night. So usually I would like end up having to blow my nose and like all this stuff would come out because my whole sinus would clear because it's like open. It's hard to explain. Um, But I've had an ENT like look in my sinuses. So that's how he explained it. It's just like wide open instead of being like little canals. I don't know, guys. Anyways, that's not happening anymore. So I'm assuming it's just like going down my throat. So I'm having like a weird sounding voice and keep having to clear my throat. But anyways, as I said, I am in a mood. It's been a day. I got a pedicure. That was lovely. But I just did work on my phone the entire time. Milo woke up in a mood and we got stuff done outside for a while. That was nice. But then he just turned like we were trying to leave the house and he wouldn't get dressed. And then it was a whole thing. And then he was like screaming and I had to go get my nails done. They were going to drop me off and then go to Costco. But I was like, just stay here. I'll drive myself. And then when I get back, you can go to Costco by yourself. Um, My mother-in-law comes in this evening. So Milo was going to just stay home with me, but he wanted to go with my husband to the airport. So my husband took him and now I'm home alone for a few hours and decided to record this episode because when else am I going to do it? I mean, I could do it tomorrow or Monday, but I mean, chances are it would be difficult to run away and record an episode. So for this week, I put up a question box and I was like, what topics do you guys want me to touch on? Because there's so many topics and a lot of the topics were books. A lot of the topics were, someone said travel books. A lot of people were like travel and then someone's like travel books or maybe they meant like travel and books. I don't know, but I was like travel books is very specific (laughs) and I haven't read travel books. Someone said Harry Styles. So anyways, I'm going to try and touch on some of these things. Someone said pop culture. I mean, the biggest thing in pop culture right now, I feel like, is Taylor Swift. And it's so funny because I was never even a huge Taylor Swift fan. I like a lot of her songs. 
but it's not like I ever purchased an album or made any effort to see her live or anything like that. But I've always been interested in her. How many times have I gotten a haircut where I bring a picture of Taylor Swift and I'm like, I want bangs like this, this color. So there's that. But I've never been into Taylor Swift. But I think the era's tour and watching just the freaking hoopla of the era's tour makes you feel like you don't want to be left out. Like all these people are having this incredible experience. And honestly, Love on Tour, Harry Styles Tour was the same thing, but I wasn't exposed to it. So I didn't even know until I started, well, until my mamere was bombarding me with Harry Styles TikToks. But until Christmas of 2022, yeah, I didn't really think twice about Harry Styles. I knew he was in One Direction. He had some really good songs that were popular on TikTok. But I didn't know like what his concert was, what his whole like vibe was, the outfits, the performances. Like I had no idea. So I feel like Love on Tour would have been a similar thing if I was exposed to it previously. I would have been like, oh my God, that's so fun. Like I want to be involved. I didn't even know when he came to Toronto. It didn't even like cross my mind. So anywho, the Eras Tour, we are all being exposed to heavily on social media and just like every single celebrity is going to the shows. It's just this huge thing. And everybody talks about how incredible it is. Like, oh my God, she's amazing. My life has changed forever. And I'm like, okay, like, let's see. Let's see what's going on. Like, I want to see that too. So registered for the the fan registration thing. And then apparently the night before the tickets are available, you will potentially, if you registered as a verified fan through Ticketmaster, they will send you a code to be able to log in the next morning to be able to put hopefully buy tickets. I think if you get sent a code, it doesn't guarantee that you get a ticket. It's just like you're allowed to try and get a ticket, which is like, holy shit. I've I've been buying concert tickets for a long ass time and it has never been like this. I think this is her way of trying to make sure that fans are the ones that are getting tickets and not bots and scalpers and all these. It's ridiculous. Tickets sell out in two seconds and then they're all up on resale for like quadruple the price. So I think she's trying to prevent that from happening, which is great, but it's stressful. Oh my God. Like I had to wait there for 20 minutes to be verified and now we wait to see if we get a code. My husband verified himself as well. So we're hoping we get a code and that we can get in and get access to hopefully decent tickets. I was just saying like I saw, so she's playing where the Blue Jays play, which is a big stadium. And that's where we saw Pink play. And we had really good seats in the 100 level, but I still found that Pink was so far away Now, I do think Taylor Swift has a bigger stage, so it comes out towards the center of the stadium more, but still, you're pretty far away in the 100 level, but at the same time, because her stage is so big, let's say you get floor tickets, she's only going to be in front of you for like a portion of the concert because she's going to be all over 
the other parts of the stage all throughout the night too. So it's like, what are the ideal Taylor Swift tickets for a stadium? Is it really close on the floor? Like, honestly, if I had the chance to get really close floor tickets, I would probably do that. And then when she's in front of you, it's super cool and exciting. But then when she's not, you look at the screen because obviously everything is going to be like projected on a massive screen in the stadium. If there were floor tickets that were far away, I don't think I would take those. I think I would take 100 level instead. But it's a difficult decision. Like, where are the ideal Taylor Swift tickets in a stadium? Everybody out there who has been to a Taylor Swift concert in a stadium, an era's tour show, in your opinion, what are the best seats to have? Is it floor? close up, 100 level, floor far away. You could even rank them. Actually, yes, I want you to rank them. Is it 100 level, floor? Like what? what's your preferred place to sit? Where should we be trying to get tickets based on the visuals and the performance of the show? Let us know in the comments. So please let us know. I'm going to make that a real and hopefully we get some valuable information. So <clears throat> the concert is not till, well, she has, I think, six shows in Toronto. It's not till November 2024. Like, I'm going to be 39 years old. Milo's going to be six. He's not even five yet. And he's going to be six. Like, it's so far away. And I'm like, I hope she's not exhausted and just goes through the motions at that point. And it's not a riveting show. Can you imagine doing that for so long? Although Harry Styles' love on tour was two and a half years long, which is nuts. Taylor just started this tour in the spring of 2023. So I mean, that's only a year and some months. Harry Styles did love on tour for two and a half years. The same songs, different outfits. It's wild. So Anyways, that's my rant on the Taylor Swift concert. Also, the tickets go on sale at, I'm going to be in LA, so I'm going to be on LA time. So they go on sale, if you get a code, 11 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday. So that's 8 a.m. for me in LA. I have a recording at 8.30. Do you know how stressful that's going to be if I get a code to try and buy tickets. And my husband's like, I can try. Like, I'm just in the office that day. Like, I'll try and buy tickets. And I'm like, no, like, I need to be in control. So hopefully it happens quickly. And then I can just like focus on my recording. But I'm going to have Caroline in the background. Like, I hope it just goes smoothly. Or maybe we don't even get a code and we're going to have to buy resale tickets for like five grand freaking ridiculous. I was looking at tickets in LA because she's there when I'm there. I could easily buy a single ticket and go by myself. You know what? The day of when she's in LA, I literally might look up what like a single ticket is and just freaking go for fun. I can't imagine it's easy to leave the stadium because LA doesn't really have, it's not like they have a subway system or decent public transportation everybody and their dog takes ubers or gets picked up 
Although it's more downtown. Like where where we saw Harry Styles was at the Forum Center, Forum Arena, whatever it's called. So that was kind of in the middle of nowhere. And we did have to call an Uber and it was a nightmare. Where Taylor is playing, I think is where the Grammys were, which is more of like in the downtown-ish area. But like, to be honest, I'm not taking the bus in downtown LA. I'm sorry. I will wait forever in a day to be picked up by like an Uber or a car service or something. Downtown LA is um, scary. So anywho, we'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll probably just wait till she comes to Toronto because it's going to be too chaotic. And like, I don't want to go by myself. I would. I totally would if I was comfortable making my way back to the hotel after the show. But I'm not comfortable doing that. So, okay. Someone says Harry Styles. Um, He's on vacation in Italy, just living his best life. That's all I know for now. I keep meaning to send the magazine article to one of his management's cell phone number. I have a nice PDF file of that magazine article. And I think he might quite enjoy it. So I might send that over. I keep forgetting. It's terrible. And then by the time I remember, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's on LA time or he's in Italy with Harry and it's midnight there. So I need to just remember and send it in the morning. Oh, yeah. Lots of people said books. So you guys will be excited that we are starting our book club. It's going to I think we're starting it September 1st, which I said before. To be honest, I never used to read fiction. And now that I have my Kindle, I am obsessed with fiction books. Some of my absolute faves. Let me pull up my Goodreads here. You can follow me on Goodreads and you can see If you don't have, if you're into reading and you don't have Goodreads, I recommend that you get it. It's an app and you can follow people and people follow you and it shows what you're reading at that moment. And then when you finish a book, like you select it as finished, people have different folders like books that I want to read. It's also a really good way to keep track of books that you want to read because I'll see books or hear about a book and I try and like take a screenshot or make a note but then you can put it in your Goodreads in your want to read folder. And so if you're ever wondering what to read or what to read next, you just go to your folder and look at all the books that you've wanted to read. So yes, so you can follow people, people follow you. Um, and then you can also put in your rating of books so you can see what other people rated. You can see like lists of like popular books that people are reading this summer, all kinds of stuff. So highly recommend Goodreads. So if I go to books that I have read and I'll just see if any stand out to me, some of them, like I'm, I'm, I have the worst memory. First of all, I am a goddamn goldfish. Like I see this book here. It's the mother-in-law. I have to click on it to see even what I rated it four stars. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. 
And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner. I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. 
If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. I can't even remember that book. I gave it four stars though, guys. Um, oh, On a Quiet Street was so good. I, I didn't have my rating in for that one. So On a Quiet Street by Serafina Nova Glass was amazing. I read The Measure was really like that would have been a really good book club book because it really makes you think. And there were so many things that were so interesting to consider. So basically what it is, it sounds weird, but everyone wakes up one day in the whole entire world and there's a little box next to where they are or like where they're living, where they're sleeping, whatever. There's a little box with like their name on it. And if you open it up, it has a a string inside and the length of the string, nobody knew what it meant at first, but it was this like worldwide like thing that was happening. And then they figured out that the string, the length of the string represented the length of the rest of your life. So people knew if they were going to die, like people knew exactly when they were going to die. And then it, it follows people's stories. Like some people choose to not open their box. Some people choose to open it and it follows people's stories. But the most interesting thing about the book was that you saw how the world changed if something like that were to happen where you know how long you have to live. Like people weren't, if you had a short string and you weren't going to live for very long, you weren't allowed to adopt a child. If you had a short string and you went to the emergency room and someone came in with a longer string, like think about it. If doctors working at the, in the emergency room or like surgeons, whatever, You basically knew if your patient was going to make it or not because if they had looked at their string. So they would triage people in the eMERGE based on the length of their string, if that makes sense. It was so interesting. Like you couldn't enlist in the army if you had a short string. Like it was just really, really cool. So that was The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. What else here? Oh my gosh. If you're into celebrity kind of memoirs, Happy People Are Annoying by Josh Peck was amazing. The Hotel Nantucket, I absolutely loved by Elon Hildebrand. I don't like to read disturbing things before bed. I don't like to read scary things. Like I just want to read good ass stories where the characters are interesting and like I'm invested in the story. And that's exactly what I find Elin Hildebrand's books to be. It's like watching an episode of Sex and the City or something. It's not disturbing. It's just, it's just the right amount of I don't know, like interesting. It's not like a rom-com where it's cheesy and there's like word porn spattered throughout, you know, they're just like solid stories. Um, Biography, Open Book by Jessica Simpson was amazing. Verity by Colleen Hoover, amazing. A little bit creepy, but that was a really freaking good book. Um, I also enjoyed Perez Hilton's biography. It's called My Life in Scandal. That I, I enjoyed that. 
Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but I feel like everyone's read that, but that was really good. I Okay, the first rom-com book that I ever read was Book Lovers by Emily Henry, and I loved it. And I don't know if it's because it's the first book of that genre that I ever read because now I find I read a rom-com and a quarter of the way into it I'm like I know exactly how it's gonna end like you're just waiting for the girl to end up liking the guy and then they have like word porn and you know what I mean it's like once you read a handful of rom-coms I find they're all the same unless there's one that really stands out that's good like I'll probably steer away from them. I I did enjoy what was that called? Love theoretically or something. I did enjoy it, but the girl was in a PhD program. Like it was kind of good. It was pretty good. But yeah, I really liked Book Lovers, but again, I don't know if that's because it was the first one that I ever read. Um Biography Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Loved. But I did not read it with my eyes. I listened to it as an audiobook. It was so freaking good. I could listen to him read a phone book. He's the one that narrates it and the way he tells the stories and it's so good. So if you have a long car ride or a plane ride, you drive, you commute every day, obviously listen to this podcast, but then you can listen to Matthew McConaughey's biography, Green Lights. I really, really, really like that. Um... I don't know. That's all I got for now. Trevor Noah's biography was also really good. I listened to that one as well. He narrates it. It was really funny. Born a Crime. Interesting because he's from South Africa. My husband's from South Africa. And it was just really interesting to listen to what growing up in South Africa was like, especially when there was so much racism going on. And Trevor Noah is biracial, if I'm remembering correctly. And that was basically illegal to be a biracial couple. So good, good, good book. If you haven't read Educated, I read that a long time ago. That was really good. It's not fiction, but it's about her life by Tara Westover. That was incredible. Um, So that's a little bit about books. Obviously, stay tuned because book club is starting September 1st. Some of the books that I have on my list that I want to read are, I want to read some of David Sedaris's books. I love him when he's on Armchair Expert. He's so entertaining, so amazing. I love the stories that he tells and he's a very popular author. He goes on like book tours all the time. He's so funny. So I have some of his books on my want to read. I have A Very Punchable Face by Colin Jost. Um, A Flicker in the Dark, which is a creepy book. So I've kind of been avoiding it. I have Look Closer by David Ellis, 28 Summers by Elin Hildebrand. I have Tom Segura's book, I'd Like to Play Alone, Please. I have Hello Beautiful when I'm in the mood for like a drama, a longer kind of drama. So yeah, guys, stay tuned for the book club. That's my spiel on books. Right now I'm reading The Golden Couple, which you probably already know, and I'm liking it. So life things. Somebody said life things. Um, Life things. Things are going pretty well. We have like a health thing going on in our family, but I haven't wanted to talk about it really with anybody 
Um, so I'm, I don't know. That's probably not healthy. Maybe I should go call Tanya, but I don't like talking about it. And one day I'll probably open up about it. I don't know. It just doesn't, I don't know. It's like a fresh thing and super unexpected and uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's happening behind the scenes and it's hard to, yeah, it's just hard. Like you have this, it's like something going on in the background constantly, but you're still trying to like navigate your usual life and like make a stupid fucking TikTok. If that makes sense. When like there's more important things going on in your life. It's hard to, oh, I'm a loser. No, I'm not. Tanya would be like, no, you're not. You're allowed to cry because things are sad. So, but yeah, it is hard to, I don't know. I don't know. You have moments of like, not that you forget, like it's always in the background, but like you have really good moments, but then there's always this like underlying thing going on. So yeah, that's just been really hard. We love our new house, but again, it's kind of been a huge stressor because we have so many things that we have to do for the house. So it's a little bit chaotic and I'm the kind of person where when there's clutter and there's like, like rooms are not finished. It's like we live in a dorm, if that makes sense. We don't even have window treatments yet. So that's frustrating and I'm sure it adds to stress as well, along with just being home with Milo all summer and it being really difficult to do things that I need to get done. So like right now, I have a few hours by myself. Like I should be at HomeSense or, you know, going to visit a friend or doing something. But no, it's like, oh, I got to rush and like get work done because I have a moment alone or I'm doing it in the evening after Milo goes to bed. So <clears throat> once the house is set up, we're back in our normal routine. I think stress levels will go down. It's also right before my period, guys. So like keep that in mind. That's also why I'm like so probably doom and gloom. But yeah, looking forward to school starting. I really hope Milo transitions to a new school well. I'm so nervous for that. Like I was freaking nervous dropping bubbles off at the freaking groomer that he hasn't been to before. So bringing Milo to a brand new school is going to be just as difficult. I mean, we did it last year and he adjusted amazing. He loved it. So I'm just hoping for that again. And yeah, planning a live event for the fall. So I'm trying to get that going. It's going to be super cute. It's going to be at a theater. Um, I'm really excited. I think I already have the guests that I'm going to have on lined up. So that's exciting. There was something else I was going to say for life things. I need to start doing yoga because I know it's so good for me physically and mentally, but I just, I had the sinus infection when we first moved here and now I'm just, like I'm going to LA, like it's always something, it's so fucking annoying. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. When I start doing the daily podcast, my plan is to wake up at 5.30 every single morning and record it before Milo even wakes up. 
so that it's done. Record it, upload it, it's done. If I film video, I'll probably put that up on YouTube like later in the afternoon. Sorry guys, I think I just had a burp. So that's that. I feel like I'm just like rambling the life things through me for a loop. So many people want me to talk about poop. Oh my God. Where I buy my rugs from. That's hilarious. So a lot of them are from Amazon. And then a lot of them are from the one in the living room where where our TV is, is Amazon. Is it Amazon? No, they might all be Wayfair. My smaller rugs, like in the powder rooms and stuff like that, are Amazon, but it's the Loloi, L-O-L-O-I rugs from Wayfair. You can also find them at HomeSense sometimes. You can find them on Amazon too, actually. So that's the majority of my rugs. The pink one in my bedroom that everyone loves is from Wayfair. Oh my God, I need to do a whole episode on poop. Someone said climate change. I don't. Like, I'm, that's just not something that I spend time learning about. Does that make me a bad person? I don't know, but I don't have time. If you can send me an article that summarizes everything that's been going on with climate change, like, I understand that it's bad, but I don't know what's going on. So I don't watch the news, guys. I listen to the toast. So that's where I get my news from. Anyways, okay, whole episode about poop coming up 100% for show because so many people put poop. I don't know how I missed that. The person that said poop culture, like that's freaking amazing. Anyways, I'm going to go and try and figure out what to do with the rest of my free time here. All right. Bye, guys. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha <laughs> ha